Hello, this is Ted Prezelski. It's another episode of Words and Work. Uh, today we're on the work side of things. Uh, Jeffrey Holson from the American Federation of Musicians. He plays bass in the Tucson Symphony Orchestra, which is a unionized orchestra. Uh, there was a time uh, when it, working musicians in a given city would always be members of the union uh, whether they were the guys that were playing down at the uh, local bar or if they were playing in the orchestra. A um, little bit of a different environment now, and he's going to talk a, a bit about that. And also a lot about his, uh, his life growing up. He's got quite a story. Uh, and so uh, let's have Jeff on, and I'll see you afterward. All right, we've got uh, Jeffrey Holson uh, from the uh, Federation of Musicians, um, and uh, that's uh, musicians are are unionized just like any other workers are. And um, so you you play with the uh, Tucson Symphony Orchestra. And what 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 instrument are you? Uh? I am assistant principal bass with the Tucson Symphony. This is my thirty fourth season performing okay. with them. And, and could you talk just a little bit, first of all, about how you got into music as a profession? I think a lot of us, when we were young, we became interested in, in, in music and started playing, or our parents, you know, forced us to do piano lessons, whatever. But, but what, what actually happened in your case? Well, in my life, I was, um, I had a very, very uh, strange childhood. I grew up in, uh, I was adopted before the adoption as an infant things were very wrong as well. And then it all imploded when I was 12, I was uh, sent to a state mental hospital and I spent six months there. Just before I was gonna go, I, uh, we had public education, good public education in the 70s in Milwaukee where I grew up. And I was always drawn to the sound of the bass, to music, I had my 45s that I listened to. And I walked into a music uh, room and thought, those are really cool. I want to play one. So um, unfortunately, I was yanked out of that home and uh, that home fell apart. My mother went insane. Ultimately, um, my adoptive mother, uh, the whole family fell apart. Every single adopted child was ejected from that home. Uh, just to be clear that I was not institutionalized because of my own mental incapacity. I was a 12 year old. Incidentally, children's rights are a big thing. I wish it was bigger in the labor movement. Mm -hmm. uh, children are, in this country, viewed largely as the property of their parents. Um, so after I got out of there, I went into the orchestra room and, you know, said, I want to play that. And I started playing it. And maybe a year later, I found out that, uh, or, you know, somewhere in there, I found out that people make their living doing it. And I made the decision when I was... 14. I, I, I was pulled out of that public school, that foster home uh, uh, imploded, and I ended up in a different district where they did not have orchestra lessons. They had uh, band for the football players, right? And uh, it was in the suburbs, wealthy district, but no orchestra. So uh, I couldn't take the instrument, but I then found myself back after a stint at the orphanage and detention and uh, so forth. Uh, I found myself back uh, in the district and I took up the instrument and I decided that I would do it for a living. Um, and it became a refuge. Um, um, I started realizing I was gay at about the age of 16. Um, 
and uh, um, the kids in orchestra, the, the, the function of the classroom. Then there were youth orchestras. I belonged to those. I joined community orchestras and practiced and rehearsed. Um, I played projects with friends who were in rock and, you know, new music, uh, a lot of stuff. Um, um, took a tour, started university. Um, after that, I spent some time in a halfway house, about nine months uh, there. I spent a lot of time washing dishes. Uh, didn't know that I could have done better as a cashier. Um, you know, I attempted uh, two or three times to start college and sort of it wasn't for me when I was that young. After that childhood, I dropped out. Um, and I finally ended up, um, um, after all of this, um, getting hired at a restaurant where I played for three years. Um, and we played every night uh, for four hours. And it was an ethnic outfit. We played uh, the, the uh, everything beyond the pale to the east of the Danube, from Russia to the Middle East. And we did flamenco and Irish, and, and we did light jazz and opera and, and bluegrass. And we did a, an incredible variety of music, you know. So that was uh, uh, my beginning of making my living as a as a working musician that was a non-unionized position um, and treatment there was rather arbitrary because it was the owner's son who was the leader of the band and so he uh, whatever mood he was in that day is you know the the, the uh, basic rules of the road at the workplace you know uh, right up to hey go home and we're done you know we don't want to play tonight you know so it was very interesting being in that setting yeah, I mean, it, it's a background it, for you. Yeah, oh no, no, that that's you know, it, what's interesting is I, I I read stories about musicians that have either worked in that situation or who've been um, session people, and how they ha would have to on a dime, you know, all yeah, we're backing up this guy playing polka, but then <laughs> you know, the next night it's you yeah. know, country. Yeah, the, you know. the guys in LA, I've been to conferences, you know, with the LA local, um, where you meet people who do the real session work in this country. And yeah, they're very versatile musicians. They have a, a large background from, you know, shredding metal to, you know, playing Lawrence Welk to doing, to a certain extent, you start losing what I was doing, you know, uh, in that restaurant. You will never walk into a restaurant today and hear people doing that now. That That's all gone by the wayside. Uh, you know, uh, hearing Jordanian folk songs, you know, or Serbian folk music or real gypsy music, that's kind of gone. Um, yeah, so um, I, I, f I found my way here after that. I, I came down and took an audition and I won and uh, was hired on here as assistant principal. Uh, I've done a lot of odd jobs since then because the Tucson Symphony is considered a, uh, a Europa level orchestra, a regional orchestra, mm -hmm. as opposed to an, uh, the next tier up, which would be St. Louis, you know, uh, uh, um, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, uh, and, and even like Chicago, LA, they're all in the same tier. That's the, the, the defined week season contractually, uh, different level of benefits and compensation. So Excuse me. I just want to make sure that's a definition that the that the union unions apply that definition. Yeah, okay. Right. These are players and union conferences and symphonic services is a branch of the American Federation of Musicians. Uh, and so uh, we in my work most often deal with symphonic services and electronic media to some degree. Um, 
broadcast and streaming rights. You know, everybody wonders why in the internet it all should be free. You know, everything we listen to, and I'm used to it too. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I just want to hear this, and there it is. Uh, didn't used to be that way back in the in the in the day. Um, you know, you'd at least get some residual from the sale of a record. Um, you know, if you had a halfway decent contract, the airplay is a whole different thing. They're having a fight over. You know, as you probably know at radio yourself, uh, mm -hmm. there's a fight over the uh, some sort of royalties whenever something is played, uh, which is not the case in this country. Uh, um, they can play the records as many times as they want. You know, and nobody who played the music gets a penny. You know, there's a legacy music act that just passed in Congress, and some of these performers are finally, and their descendants, <laughs> if they're dead, mm -hmm. are finally getting something for it. You know. Yeah, and, and, and how much, I mean, I know that, you know, as, as a member of the Writers Union, I mean, we've been involved in uh, the fights over Google Books and uh, over all kinds of, uh, all manner of things like what you're talking about, about what happens when these, uh, when, when art is made into an electronic form and people can just pull it out of the sky um you know what sort of fights i mean what 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 kind of issues are are y'all working on nationally as far as legislation goes well obviously everybody wants the pro act to get passed yeah. i mean that would be huge in terms of uh, our uh um power in the union anytime you have a shop that has a cba you know that you have free riders you know in mm -hmm. these right to work for less states we're in and and uh so that's a huge deal uh, there are some other initiatives, like like I say, the the uh, fair play, fair pay, I think is the name of it. Um, um, the, the broadcast fees. Uh, um, um, you know, right now the pandemic has just thrown a wrench into everything. None of us, mm -hmm. you know, the, the big fight has been to get um, memorandums and under, uh, uh, understandings uh, between uh, managements, uh, uh, um, broadcasters. Uh, uh, um, publishers, uh, um, venues, and performers that, you know, there's a certain amount of care, consideration, provision above and beyond, you know, for the pandemic, including the health of people, you know, testing, you know, the working conditions, exposure. This has been a brutal time for performers. I mean, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's all these provisions to save gig people, but uh, um, like the, the the federal grants are very hard to get a hold of, uh, um, and and the unemployment situation I know personally was heinous. There's a letter coming to me today, six months after I filed my last claim that they never paid. I have no idea what fresh hell awaits me inside that letter. You know, we have a principal tuba. They wanted to claw ten thousand dollars back that they paid out in the orchestra here. You know. Um, I mean, it's just horrible to deal with them. It was broken and dysfunctional before the pandemic, but when it became to mass unemployment, you know, un the, the Department of Economic Security is not suited to deal with an economic insecurity event, uh, you know, of any magnitude, you know, by design. By yes. design. So I mean, here, in terms of, in terms of uh, uh, my area is more with the orchestra, mm -hmm. you know, um, I've tried to involve freelancers, but the, the feeling amongst freelancers in this town is one of sort of acquiescence, you know, they really have uh, swallowed the entrepreneurial idea that just get really freaking good, get really in demand, get a lock on the best venue and climb to the top of the heap. And some people will play for less, 
right? Like they'll talk to a manager, oh, we'll go play for it, we'll do that for a little bit less, you know. Um, the venue, however they treat you, is how they treat you. The, 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 uh, the working conditions is how the working conditions are. Um, and, and if you're savvy, right? If you're, if you're a really smart uh, and, and uh, enterprising uh, um, uh, um, um, uh, proprietor of your own musical uh, um, work, You'll, you'll come to some decent terms without a union contract sometimes, but uh, that's the struggle. Um, there is, in some of the bigger coastal cities, a movement called fair trade music, where they lock down venues that they, they it's like chocolate or coffee or, you know, that mm -hmm. movement where you know that the producers of the actual uh, uh, um, product are getting a, a good provision or good treatment, good compensation, right? from the, the venue. And I have failed, uh, I, had, I hate to say, um, to make headway here in Tucson with getting a venue. Um, if there's one thing that we need in this community, it is a venue that um, is um, not like wood songs, you know, or these other noble efforts, but a, a venue that, okay, punk rock, fine, or, or, or uh, um, jazz, you know. Um, maybe more than one venue, but certainly a venue that plays most of what people are going out to hear in clubs, that the most popular forms of music that people are going out, where acts can play there, and anybody who goes there sees the decal, understands that the venue is really taking care of the artists and seeing to it that, you know, they're getting a fair share of uh, the business that they're, uh, that, that is generated by their, their uh, uh, um, entertainment services, you know. Yeah, that that's actually. I mean, we in my union, we we just started uh, restarted a program where if you open up a magazine and on the masthead there's our logo, and it's and it means that even because we're a freelance union, we can't tell them who they can hire, but but they can put that there, and it tells you that they've agreed to certain. Um, uh, certain uh, standards. Cer standards. Yes. I, sorry, the word just, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that, that sounds like a good idea for you guys too, but uh, you know, I, you know, but, I, but, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I mean, you know, you're, you're dealing with a mentality that uh, you've got people that um, are hard bitten, you know, scene musicians, right. And they just yeah. play gig after gig and they do it because they love it. Uh, and they do it for money as well, but they're not organizing, mm -hmm. you know, and they're scrambling for the crumbs that are out here on the table and the venue owners and the people that are, are really, to a certain extent, being exploitative are making off, you know, they're living well, they're making a lot of profit and the, the, the gravy train keeps rolling for the venue, you know. Now, the pandemic has certainly made it hard for venues as well, you know, mm -hmm. but the government did a great job you know, theory. Oh, we're going to save venues. They're talking about it again, you know, under the Biden. It's like, we, we're, we're going to save venues, you know, and it's like, great, you're saving venues. What about the people that actually, you know, get on stage? It, it was the same thing with the mortgage crisis. You know, we're going to save the banks. We're going to save it. It's like, yeah, what about the people who are losing their homes? You know, can't we? Oh, no, no, we can't do that. You know, and, and that's very wrong in my view. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I guess, I mean, 
I, I saw that uh, a musician friend of mine posted a, a you know a long thing on Facebook about you know, and it was sort of an open letter to other musicians in town. And it was, and basically the, I mean, the details are, you know, different, but his main thesis was you're, you are providing the venue with something and people are going in because they want to see a band. People are, are going in. I mean, they could go anywhere if they want to go and drink, but they're going into that one because they want to see a band and basically you as a musician should understand that when you are negotiating for your compensation right and there's all kinds of you know half-assed uh, um arrangements that you know uh, um i can understand a proprietor of a venue going well um show us your you know they get to hire who they want right Sh show us yeah. your portfolio um how many people can you guarantee are going to come to your event you know uh, um, when you're here, can you can can we have an audience? Um, and then you know they give them some nonsense about you get this tiny sliver of the door, you know, and we don't do anything, you know. That's nonsense, you know. Um, I highly recommend that you have a, an interview with one of the more um, uh, well-known uh, um, performing uh, artists in Tucson that's out playing non-union gigs. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have a very different view of it, and they're certainly more knowledgeable than the corner that I'm in, which is mostly playing in a symphony orchestra. Yeah. Um, I, I did take an initiative you know, of trying to get the union to reach out to freelancers because the union struggles to offer things to freelancers, hence the whole free trade thing. I had a, I had a, a, a thought bubble, and this is another thing that is happening in bigger, more, you know, woke, for a better word, uh, um, cities on the coast. Um, some of these places, Portland, Seattle, they've got um, city zoning in front of venues for performers so that they have a place that they can pull in and park with their gear. Yeah. That's, that's good. That, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really something to, you know, have to like, what, take care of your, you know, you say you have a sick spouse or you have a kid or you have a day job or something, and then you got to schlep all your stuff to some club because you got a gig that night, right? Yeah. Or, or, and you're downtown, it's a zoo, it's a maze, there's no parking, you got 250 pounds or 500 pounds of gear, you got to, it's raining, <laughs> you know, I mean, what are you going to, or it's 115 degrees, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, or or the friend, the friend of mine, the friend of mine that was unloading her drum kit, and the guy, a guy started hassling her because he didn't like where she parked, <laughs> you know, and it was like, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, I, I I haven't gotten this to the city because I was going, it was one of my ideas uh, that I wanted to say. Kevin Dahl might want to hear it, you know, maybe the mayor. Um, you. Uh, you also are involved with uh, a group called Coke's Off Campus. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? I can. I don't know. We're at 28 minutes and some on the recording. It really No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll edit it. There's, there's uh, a lot more in terms of the union um, um, that's interesting, um, certainly. Did you, want, did you want to talk more about that? Well, in terms of the orchestra, you know, I would like to see the next vice president or the next, I'm hopefully going to do some board work and I'll advance the idea, but I really think the city of Tucson could put its walk where its talk is when it comes to being a, an arts friendly city, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, in, in particularly in, in reference to some some access to venues, primary venues that are in town, because it's really bad. And 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 if if there would be, and this is something I would like to see, is this this is an idea that the American Federation of Musicians uh, uh, um, advocated and 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 was a proponent of and, and we decided it was something we wanted to adopt we're going to make implement it you know um that would be an incredibly good for the union we may not even get new members but but musicians would go gee you know the union did something for me because we don't have leverage you know a lot of leverage with the venue owners in this town you know we've done some work with churches for people who play weddings and 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 uh mm-hmm. for people who play parties uh, um and not just churches we've got a list of venues we've got uh, um a variety of regular gigs at uh, uh, resorts you know uh, um we've talked to these people and said hey you know how about looking at our our wage scales and you know can we talk about getting a little bit better on that and and we've made progress there in certain places and i'm sure that even non-members have benefited uh, uh in some cases from it um uh in the orchestra i i'm a veteran of three uh different negotiation committees um and what i can tell you is that when you're even when you are in a union and you're going against a management you're still dealing with a very sophisticated and powerful group of people and uh, they fight like hell to hang on to every scrap, even if it's an unfair situation. And in general, getting the level of engagement from a membership, the getting the a level of arousal of of uh, of will to to uh, um, really stick to your guns and and say no this is not a fair situation we're not going to have an agreement until things get better um it takes an immense amount of energy to just move that needle just a little bit this is what the class war is about and i i i must say that i personally experienced that you know you really have to fight to get that needle to move just a little bit and in terms of wage conditions, even with a union, with our orchestra here in Tucson, we have lost ground. We have lost ground above and beyond the minimum wage earners um, um, in this state because of the, the wage law that passed. Um, uh, hourly workers actually, average wage per job workers are actually doing better than we are. We go in and negotiate and we get quote unquote raises. But when you peg them to the labor department's uh, uh, inflation calculation, we are losing more ground in, in many cases than the hourly workers and the, the, the people who are more easily tabulated. They get around that with musicians and they get around that with services as a musician because the quantification of our work, the unit of time that we put in is not relatable to you know the 40 hour or 20 hour slots that typical jobs have. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that like how much time do you spend in a given week on you know i don't know rehearsal practice right there's so many different categories right there's the official on the clock time at the organization like any job you show up there you know Mm -hmm. um and i'm talking about the the orchestra cba right which is not the same as the entire local here but it is part of it um so for my for my part 
you know, you, you have the on the clock time. If you're not there 20 minutes early, you're really kind of late, you know, mm-hmm. so there's that. Um, and that's, you know, it, there's different tiers in the group. So some people are putting in 70, 80, you know, engagements a year, which is very modest level. Other people are putting in 230, 240 engagements a year. Uh, myself, I sit about 160. Uh, um, so um, an engagement is a rehearsal or a concert. Then, so there's the performances and the rehearsals. Then there's um, practice uh, ensemble rehearsals in some cases, which happen not in the organization, in some cases with credit, but in most cases the practice is your own time and it's considered mm-hmm. part of the, the preparation for the job. And that's a lot of time uh, uh, and a lot of effort. Uh, a lot of, it takes a toll on your body, on your mind, uh, um, you know, because you are expected to crank out new music week after week after week, over and over. And it's not quite the same as being in a band where you get a new album ready and you play that set list for, for a year and you know all 25, 20 tunes like the back of your hand. You know, it's not like that. You know, it's more of a sausage grinder in an orchestra. So you're doing this. Uh, um, and there's and then there's the cost of instruments, you know. And some people subsidize them in some places, some places they're loaned out but they're incredibly expensive gear is incredibly expensive well i, I can i i've got to imagine that something the size of a of a bass like that it's, it's got to be maintenance of the instrument too i mean just i just did that this year you know uh, mm-hmm. and i put it off because it, it costs a lot yes uh, i made two attempt attempts to get some setup work after uh, this fingerboard had aged out it was about 18, 20 years since it was uh, set up, uh, and I've had some work done on it, but it's like, no, it it's, needs to be re-leveled. And, and I thought, and after all this playing, I realized this isn't really the best setup, so I'm going to make it better. And I went to a luthier in Phoenix, nobody here to work on a bass. And I go up twice to this luthier. The guy is a you know, reputable guy, right? He's done a lot of work up there. Yeah, yeah, I worked on a lot of basses. I can make this just how you want. You know, I worked on it. Nope. Two trips to Phoenix, leaving the instrument. You know, seven hundred dollars later, it was worse. I was in despair. You yeah, know? I can imagine. And, and so I'm like, no, oh, I got to go all the way up the road to Albuquerque, where the next place is either L.A. There's a or up to. So I did. I went up the road and two trips to Albuquerque. You know, there was just enough wood left on that fingerboard. About two thousand dollars later, and I've got probably the best setup I've had. Um, but yeah, it's just maintenance. That's just that surface level. Mm-hmm. The instruments, you know, to get an instrument like that's twenty five thousand. You know. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I thank you for uh, for chatting, and we'll, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm glad. I, I wanted to make sure people understood um, why a musicians union was necessary, and and I think you've uh, you've let them know. <laughs> Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, I, I, to the health of the union, I hope that uh, the local continues to uh, uh, be active and to even grow. And may we get the PRO Act, Um, um, you know, um, hopefully we get our parking spaces here in Tucson. Uh, Talk to the council person that you're involved with about that idea. I have language that I've drafted. It's just boilerplate. But, uh, um, and, you know. Fair trade music, a venue, a couple of venues that are on the books as being places that recognize that there are standards, you know, mm-hmm. for musicians. That would be really forward for this community to get some of these things accomplished. Well, thank you very much. Sure, Ted. 
Thank you, Jeffrey, for uh, coming on the show, and thank all of you for listening. Uh, the local chapter of the National Writers Union continues to meet online. Uh, you can get details about how to join in our meetings on our Facebook page. We typically meet on the third Monday of the month at 6 p.m., and you can get details of our meetings and, and how to log on to them on our Facebook page, National Writers Union Tucson Chapter. So Words and Work has been a presentation of Downtown Radio and the National Writers Union Tucson Chapter. Thank you all for listening once again, and I will have another show for you next week. Thank you. <music>